0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another The Next Half podcast. Today, let's discuss some top tips on how to succeed at motherhood, no matter the age of our children. These helpful pointers are especially useful as this summer brings more mounted stress than usual for many of us, and for the graduates and school-aged children that we know. Exam results and opportunities for their next steps have been affected by this pandemic. Let's absorb and apply these practical pointers now to best succeed at motherhood, to help ourselves and our families. So here we go. Practical pointers. Laugh. Having a sense of humor is crucial to motherhood, survival and success. This starts from when our kids are babies. Remember, laughter is contagious. Take a moment every day to smile, giggle and even guffaw. Build a support network. Motherhood can be a sometimes lonely and even thankless job. Our friendship group is essential for sanity and survival. Establish support groups to call in for advice, chat, or emergency child sitting. These groups provide vital opportunities for venting, socializing, learning, and overall happiness and well-being. Please listen to our podcast on Building a Social Network. It's called Friend Groups, Top Reasons Why We Bother. Three, let's prioritize communication. Most mothers aim for open lines of communication, but seizing available moments to make that connection with your child is vital at every stage of their development and for future relationships together. We know that, but it's easier at some, at some stages in our children's lives than others, a fact that reflects our children's receptiveness and our own levels of energy and focus. We know that everyone has their own personal comfort levels. This applies to both mothers and children and varies for both depending on circumstance and time. Perspective, diplomacy, and endurance are all needed for successful communication. Let's discuss the relationship between communication and being present, as this is a topic raised by many of the next half readers. No matter their age, kids share their thoughts at the time of their own convenience. Receiving their unplanned download most likely does occur if we're together. However, let's remind ourselves that a mom doesn't have to be physically present to be available, and being available does not always equate to being physically present. We try to teach our kids the important lessons that they are always valued, and that we are always available to them, even if we're not physically together. We try to be accessible, but unless we want to be helicopter moms glued to their door, no mom can or should be ready and waiting all the time. It's not a healthy communication plan for anyone involved. Fostering independence between mothers and our kids is important and provides many topics for for conversations. This summer brings added stress with exam results and uncertainty for our children. The job market is tight and uni offers are in high demand, both more so than usual. We understand and are empathetic too. Now is the time that we listen, understand, and are empathetic to the stresses that our children are facing and shouldering. Let's be a beacon of hope and guidance shining through their winding tunnel. Listen to your intuition. Mom's intuition is a reality. Let's listen to our instincts and do what feels right to us. It's a skill that we have. We just have to learn to trust it. Plan personal time. Personal time is vital recharge time. Without it, we will deplete and be no good to anyone. Let's remember that motherhood is a marathon and, we have, and to have endurance for the whole event, we need to refuel regularly. Recharging time is our magic elixir, which will enable us to be our best. It is sacred and needs to be both scheduled and protected. Sadly, many of us don't prioritize this on a daily basis. So let's try to guard against using our refuel time for completing chores and work related tasks. Let's think about how we can best recharge and embrace it as part of our non-negotiable daily routine. Both we and our families will benefit. Remember to exercise. While we may know that exercise can re-engineerize our bodies, for some of us that's a chore and it's difficult to prioritize when we're busy, stressed, and tired. But let's try to remember the benefits of moving to get healthy. Please listen to the seven tips on how to be healthier blog. Professional health experts suggest that there's a higher chance of completing our activity plan if we proactively diarize this week's schedule in advance. So let's block out time to do so. If we remember to leave guilt behind, we, we can. Ex- oh, let's also please remember to leave guilt behind if we can't exercise today because we're low on energy or just don't have the bandwidth. Let's get back to training as soon as we can. Perhaps we can loop a friend in to aid our motivation. Top up the sleep reserves. Everyone needs to perform optimal. Everyone needs sleep to perform optimally. It's how we re-energize our brains, our moods, and our energy levels. Yet often we can't get enough shut eye, and that's when we should embrace the power of a daily 20-minute nap. Please listen to our podcast, Insomnia Stops Dressing. Once childcare is organized, let's disappear for refresher time or and uninterrupted rest. Do this when needed throughout motherhood. Without this refueling time, even Wonder Woman would eventually crumble. Establish routines and limits. The importance of setting routines, limits, and saying no is another theme which runs through motherhood. Everyone develops personalized parenting values, which work best for their families. Some are more flexible than others. And no matter where we are on the strictness scale, it is undeniable that everyone benefits from an open understanding and dialogue of their family's rules. If these rules are broken, let's discuss, negotiate, and discipline together. The benefits of establishing a routine and being consistent with discipline applies to all stages of a mother-child relationship. When they're little, let's create a routine for both yourself and your young ones. Get their naps and mealtimes set to a schedule as much as possible, which provides predictable periods of where moms can devote time for recharging or their own to-do list. When our kids age, let's reinforce through dialogue and negotiation the values that we jointly identify as important for our collective home. Everyone benefits from the establishment of understood boundaries. Control the guilt. Guilt comes together with motherhood and it can be toxic. A twinge of mommy guilt may be manageable, but let's guard against being overwhelmed. We may wish to analyze to try to understand why we feel such guilt, but please resist falling victim to that guilt pressure. Set our own standards. Let's try not to compare ourselves to others. Reality is often different than what is revealed. We must fight the inclination to measure our own happiness by what we think we see in others. Remember that nobody is perfect. No family is perfect. Just be who you are, be your clan, warts and all. Let's set and believe our own standards. Be positive, deflect negativity. Keeping a positive perspective, a glass half full mentality is helpful. To many, this is a must have, a non-negotiable outlook. While everyone has their own sets of values and comfort placements on this scale of prioritizing positivity, we all agree on the benefits of shaking off negativity. Let's resist absorbing unsolicited advice from others. Some people mean well and some don't. Let's hear their comments with a Teflon-coated shield that only absorb what is productive for you. Wear rose-tinted deflective glasses. Stop to smell the roses. As parents, we may frequently feel like we're stuck on that hamster wheel. The time we dedicate to our menagerie flies by in a hurry of activity. We all may get caught up in living our week-to-week activities and forget to be more present, to live in the now. How we spend our family quality time is a personal choice. And while we commit to ours, let's ensure that we also stop to smell the roses with our kids. The time they live with us or prioritize being with us will fly by, so let's seize it while we can. Remember self-praise. Take a moment to self-praise and to acknowledge all that we do that is right. Let's be realistic in our expectations and be kind to ourselves. And remember that no one is perfect. Celebrate the conversation we had with a reluctant teen, the broccoli that was eaten by your toddler, or our own completed exercise or personal achievements of the day. That's fantastic. Let's show our kids that our love is unconditional, both for them and for ourselves. Plan meals. The subject of nutrition, food, and meal planning is fundamental in all stages of a mother child relationship. Associated topics range from meal planning and prep, finding recipes that appeal to everyone, and the many issues around eating together as a family. These subjects and more can be made more manageable with strategies. The next half plans to discuss uh, these ideas in many future features, and we hope this sounds helpful. As we absorb these practical pointers, let's think of the well-known airplane instruction where parents are told to put on their own oxygen masks before that of their children. This seems counterintuitive because it's ingrained in all of us to protect our children first. But then it becomes clear: we can't help our kids if we're, out, uh, if we're without oxygen. This lesson applies to our everyday lives as moms. Our intentions are noble, but what equally matters is our ensuring our stamina. We must maintain strong and mental and physical strength. Excuse me, we must maintain strong mental and physical strength so we can reaffirm and implement the pointers above. That will help us succeed at motherhood. Thanks very much.